Hello, this is Jose Moreno. You're now listening to a conversation I have with Manny Acta of the Seattle Mariners. I hope you enjoy it. Good morning, Senor Acta. How are you? Good morning, Senor Moreno. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you. How are you guys doing in Florida? Uh, We're doing well. You know, it's just me and my wife. uh, So we're, uh, you know, we're having a tough time like everybody else. Everybody wants to be outside and everybody wants to be having a normal life. But uh, we're making the best of it. That must be hard, um, you know, going from, from your profession, being outside, you know, coaching, teaching, you know, teaching the game to actually having to sit inside all the time, no? Yeah, it is hard, especially this time of the year uh, where for 34 years I've been on a baseball field working uh, to prepare a baseball club and and especially this year because, uh, you know, we are very excited for the amount of players that we have. We have a great, young, energetic group uh, that we are molding uh, to to make it into a championship club, and uh, we kind of love the the group that we have. They're they're really coachable, uh, good people, and uh, it, I think a lot of them would benefit from a full spring training and a full 162 game season. And uh, that's that's one thing that I've been thinking about. It's uh, it, it's really gonna gonna slow down a little bit uh, the process that that we have in place. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think anytime, I think anytime any, any athlete doesn't get the amount of reps that are necessary to, to learn those behaviors, to learn, um, those, those traits that, that are needed to, to succeed. I think that, you know, puts, puts them in a, in a bad position, but you guys as coaches as well, because your, your, your success is measured on their success, correct? Yes. Um, it does. And, and, and as I said, Jose, uh, you know, first of all, we don't want to minimize what's going on. And, uh, Correct. uh, the, you know, the priority here is to beat these buyers and do the right thing for everybody. And then sports, uh, it's, it's secondary, but we are in that subject right now and sports, it's our job and it's our passion, not our life, but it is our passion and it is our life. And, 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 and that's something that, you know, it, it, it'll be hurt by this. And I understand also that, hey, it's part of uh, uh, the, the average person, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that a lot of people are, are having a tough time right now, not being able to get their news, not being able to go watch baseball games, basketball games, uh, you name it. All the sports are being affected by it. But, you know, it, it, this thing has really changed uh, the world. And, um, you know, when we come back from this, I just hope that, that we all learn a lesson and, you know, do the right thing and, and, and are better, better from it. And, and I'm, and I'm glad you said that because, because this is, this is a, uh, something that we've never really seen. At least I haven't seen, uh, in, in my life other than nine uh, 11 when baseball shut down for a while, um, obviously for the right reasons. So, uh, Manny, I want to I want to talk to you a little bit more about your upbringing and, and growing up in the Dominican Republic and, and coming to this country and and really cementing yourself as somebody somebody who has been a leader of of man, a leader of, of organizations. Um, 
What was that transition like coming from the Dominican Republic to the States? Well, Jose, I, I grew up in the Dominican Republic, um, born and raised uh, and educated uh, down there too. Uh, my parents are a great combination. You know, my mom is a Jehovah Witness and my dad is uh, <laughs> the reincarnation of the devil. Uh, I'm saying it on the nicest way, <laughs> you know, but, but dad is a strong will character man who uh, was an accounting uh, for the uh, sugarcane factories back home. So it was a great combination. And, uh, uh, you know, we were well-educated. It's, it's five of us. Uh, we're two... Two, two boys and three girls. And I grew up like like every kid back home, just playing baseball all day and some basketball up until my dad got me straight on the fact that I was not going to be tall enough to play basketball. And uh, in the Dominican Republic, there's there are very few NBA players and that I just needed to stop playing basketball and concentrate on baseball. So I went through high school and um, my dad, uh, asked me to give it a shot at baseball. And I got signed in 1986 by the Houston Astros. So I, I came over here in 1987. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a shock uh, to me. And, and now that, that's something that I have used over the last 34 years uh, because I came from a decent, lower middle class kind of family with some education and I really struggle coming over here. So I put myself in the shoes of those kids that come from all over the globe uh, with no English whatsoever and, um, and having to make the adjustment. To me, it was hard. I mean, the, first of all, you get on a meeting and you don't, you're not understanding anything that uh, the manager or the coaches are saying and uh, it's, it's really uncomfortable. And uh, in our case, uh, it, it, MLB and the baseball teams have really stepped up over the years and they have made sure for years now that there is a Spanish speaking coach in just about every level and uh, make things easier with with the English classes and all that kind of stuff that are even starting now in, in, in our countries in Latin America, be it the Dominican, Venezuela, Nicaragua, whatever, you know, the MLB has academies. But in those those years, uh, was really hard. And, and, and I'm talking about 1987. I'm not even talking about back in the days when Felipe Alou and Juan Marshall and Rico Cardi and those guys came over here um, where we still have the, the racism and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. um, alive. Um, so it was hard. It was hard for me, uh, first of all, not being able to understand the language. And second of all, the food, you know, we, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a total uh, different ball game because we may not cook as healthy, but we do cook tasty. You know, <laughs> we, have, we, we fried a lot of stuff and we have a lot of uh, season in our food. And when I came over here, it was kind of, uh, it, it was kind of difficult for me. Um, but we, we made it through, you know, we, we made it through with teammates and with coaches that really helped us out. Uh, what I did was, uh, I just, I just told myself, Hey, this is not, this is not going to end up well, unless you learn how to speak English. So that was my main priority. I really don't like being in a group and, and being through meetings where I don't understand what people are saying and, and not only understand, 
but comprehend because that's another uh, uh, another story here with the guys that perhaps they can communicate on uh, on baseball language, but sometimes you you explaining something to them on a different topic, and you know they they don't comprehend what you're saying, and and that's something that we have addressed over the years in in, in baseball. So I, I try to hang out a lot with the uh, American guys when I came over to to pick up the language. I read a lot of Baseball America and watch a lot of TVs and. You know, I took a little bit of a ribbon or uh, I wouldn't say bullying, but a lot of the, the guys that came over with me from the from the DR and, and the other countries will will get on me and say, hey, you're only hanging out with the Americans. Well, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You think you're American, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the day, I just told them, hey, hey, man, I already speak Spanish. I, I need to learn how to speak English because I, I want to make life easier for me here in the United States. And so that was the first uh, hurdle, you know, learning the language. Um, I, I had a, a little base, just like you guys take some in high school. I took a little bit of, of English in high school, but it wasn't nothing more than, you know, where are you? I'm in the car, the car is red. You know, my name is Manuel. Yeah, well, nah. <laughs> Not to that point, yeah. Oh, that's that's the first thing we learned. So, so I'm from LA. So that's the first thing we learned as kids in, in Spanish class. And you know, it's funny you mentioned that, Manny, because um, that that is very true. And that same that same attitude really goes on in Los Angeles when you grow up in this part of the in this part of the world. Because I I look Hispanic, I but you've heard me speak Spanish and my Spanish is not the best Spanish. I, I spoke with uh, Gerson uh, Bautista last night uh-huh. and, and we did it all in Spanish. So I, I I'm pretty proud of myself because that man speaks really fast. And uh, I even asked him man, about it's, it. it. It's in, it's, it's impossible for someone to be called Jose Moreno and not being able to speak Spanish. Come on, I bro. Speak, I speak a little bit. I mean, come on. I talk I know, to you I in know. Spanish. But uh, but but you know, it, I, I can totally also understand how people can just assume because you are Latino that you yeah. need to be hanging out with Latinos all the time, and and, and that's and that's great to hear that perspective because as as we continue to to build this world into the the place that we want it to be, we need to knock down those barriers and we need to empower people to hang out with who they want to hang out with and do the things that's best for them as they go forth. Absolutely. And I didn't mean to interrupt you. Please tell me what you talked to Gerson about. Oh, no. Um, Gerson and I were talking about, um, we talked about him, his growing up. We talked about how uh, his dad, you know, is a farmer. And I asked him what he wanted to do. Uh, Had he not been playing baseball, what would he want to do? And he said, he was like, hey, listen, frankly, had I not been playing baseball, I would be working the farm like my like my father does. Mm -hmm. And that was really that was really interesting because he's such a he's such a nice guy. He's such an intelligent guy. And, And and to hear that that his ambition would have been to work at a farm as opposed to, you know, like us, like had I not mm-hmm. been working in media, I'd be working at Facebook or Microsoft or Google. Mm-hmm. And so our goal sets are, are different, but that also speaks to the diversity of the people that you guys have in your club as well. Yes. And, uh, you know, you touched that 
that subject and it's it's very important uh for the kids that understand that in order for them to get ahead in life and uh and and to make it to whatever they they're they're trying to whether it's the big leagues or whether it's be somebody in the world um you do have to separate uh, separate yourself sometimes from from you know the people that make you comfortable because this life is not just about being comfortable it's about you know being being comfortable while you're uncomfortable and uh and and i know that a lot of kids go through the same thing i went through and 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 they get some pressure from their peers about hey you don't hang out with us anymore you're not listening to our music you're doing that you're doing this you're doing that but you know that's what's going to help you that that's what that's what helped me and 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 the fact is if, if i didn't learn how to speak english and i didn't make the adjustment to the culture here i didn't have the physical tools and the abilities to be a major league player so what was i going to be doing i would have been doing something that i that i don't don't enjoy doing so uh that's what helped me and that's what's going to help a lot of guys and even if you don't achieve your dreams or making it to the big leagues because it it's it, it it is more than just speaking english mm-hmm. well it's 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 going to it's going to make you a better citizen it's going to make you a better person and also it's going to accelerate your success at whatever you're trying to do in baseball i had teammates in the minor leagues that could have made it to the big leagues on um you know a shorter period of time but because they couldn't learn the language fast enough their development was kind of delayed a little bit especially if you play up the middle if you're a pitcher and you're a catcher that you're not as isolated isolated on the field and you have to deal with a lot of you know signs and and leadership roles and stuff like that so i think it it's very important that the the young generation don't fall for that peer pressure and and uh, and just learn uh, learn the language learn the culture um the culture especially you know mm-hmm. gets a lot of us in trouble when we get here you mentioned you know you're bringing in LA well back in the Dominican Republic there there's if there is a, a law we don't know it about the the the, the drinking age i mean it's it's kind of okay. it's 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 kind of there you know 18 16 whatever but it, it is not there's no consequences so people drink at an early age and you know they're the the law doesn't really make him accountable or anything so when he when we first come over here and we don't know that the drinking age here is 21 and you've been drinking from since you were 15 or 16 in the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. you can get in trouble here and a lot of the guys uh you know they just they just can't follow it i mean even if even if they don't do it in public a lot of them do it uh behind closed doors and stuff like that which mm-hmm. doesn't help them but they've been doing it and uh not in 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 a really abusive way but they just didn't have those type of structures and then you come over here and you find yourself with that type of stuff i'm i'm going to tell you a story you know when i play in rookie ball we didn't know any better you know and what we used to do was we used to have a guy who was uh, over 21 and was rehabbing in rookie ball he will go into a 711 and he'll buy the beers and mm-hmm. we'll drink it but we didn't know any any better we knew that we couldn't buy it but 
we didn't know the repercussions that that could have if if we would have been caught drinking while underage and uh and and that's part of uh the difference in cultures uh, and that the guys have to learn and uh and and abide by by abide by it because if not you know you're gonna get yourself in trouble here and and people really people really sometimes don't understand that is that they don't know any better mm -hmm. or, or that they don't know you know the the loss and the culture here and they just think oh this guy is unruly or this guy is disrespectful or this guy you know he's he's not smart and 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 that's where all the trouble starts speaking of speaking of being here underage and 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 leaving home to come to a, a foreign yeah. land to try to you know perform your craft we have a lot of really young people in the mariners organization right now and that's what we're that that's what the management is banking on um how do you prepare those kids nowadays in, in such a different environment because it used to be that younger people didn't make as much money. So it felt like I, as though I, if they didn't really have, they had to earn their way into major leagues. Nowadays we're seeing in the, maybe in other sports is different too, because in soccer or in football and basketball, younger kids at a, at a younger and younger age are making a lot more money, more so than the coach. So it seems as though they really don't have any, any, not necessarily power, but, um, it, it seems like their authority is challenged a little more. Is that something that you see in baseball as well? Well, the game has changed. Uh, you know, life changes, and uh, you have to adjust, adapt, and improvise. And yeah, the, the game has changed, uh, and more. You see more young people nowadays, and and yes, you know they're getting some good contracts and all that. But uh, the credit goes to where they start, which is the minor leagues, which is um, based on, on the job that the scouting department does. Identify a kid in high school or younger, in, in our case, in, in, in the Latin countries, identify a kid who has the, the right character to become a good player and a good teammate and help the organization become a championship caliber type. And um, those are the guys who start the whole thing. They uh, they go out there, they get those guys, and uh, and then they're put into our minor league system. And then the job is done by our minor league coaches and farm director and um, coordinators to make these guys and mold them into high character people that are you know, uh, make things easier for everybody once they get to the big leagues. I think uh, our our player development and, and scouting department uh, have been doing a tremendous job. You know, I've been here for this is this is going to be my my fifth season with the Mariners. And uh, I come from the Indians, which uh, that was huge over there. You have to set the standards from the minor leagues and you have plenty of time to weed out the bad characters. Um, you know, you do everything you can, you put everything in place uh, from sports psychologists to mental skills program for these guys. You give them a few years and there are guys that basically are not going to fit. And then, mm -hmm. hey, you have to move on from those guys. And then at the end of the day, after weeding out those, uh, those bad characters, you end up with, uh, with, with a good system. Guys come up to the big leagues knowing what to expect. 
because you know you're doing the same thing from top to bottom and then the job it's easier for everybody in, in our case here that's what's going on they're doing a tremendous job down there and then now we have a bunch of guys at the big league level that have been exposed to what we're going to do here at the big leagues uh, some of them are seeing the same coaches and coordinator that they had in the minor leagues that they had some success like that team that we had last year in double a in arkansas <laughs> and uh and that's how you how you built um a, a good team i mean you can't have and you're never going to be able to have 25 nice boy scouts type of kid mm -hmm. but when you minimize the amount of bad people in the clubhouse or in a farm system or whatever you have better chances of getting through the whole group and uh you know we love what we have right now this is what we wanted we wanted you know uh, Marcos, Marco Gonzalez to be our leader in the pitching staff so the other guys can follow him. We we wanted all these young guys that have been through our system for a couple of years and, and know what to expect. And and that's why I'm really sad right now because uh, um, we do have to deal with this virus, but we were really enjoying that, uh, that group. And, uh, and I think, um, you know, we're heading in the right direction with them. Speaking of that group, uh, a friend of mine wanted to know, is Shed Long ready? Ready for what? Ready for the, <laughs> ready for the majors? Is he, ready, uh, is he ready to take, in your opinion, of course? Well, uh, yes. I mean, Shed had a very good uh, uh, showing last year, especially the last month of the season. Um, you know, it's a, it's a work in, pro in, in progress, and we all know that, and a bunch of them are. Uh, he is ready. Offensively, he is. And, you know, he's uh, he's gotten a lot better defensively. And we're committed to him. I mean, uh, ready or not, these guys are going to be put on the field sure. and, uh, and and are going to get the experience this year. So uh, so we can compete next year and, and years after that. But, yes, you know, we like him. And uh, he's young. He's athletic. He's got uh, thunder and that bad. And, you know, he's, he's working really hard with uh, – with Bone, you know, Perry Hill defensively and, uh, and, and he's a student of the game. But again, you know, it, it, takes, uh, it takes a lot to be a very good player at the major league level. Uh, it's not easy, but we feel like uh, he can be a, a good player for us. Baseball is a, a game of, of failure, 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 yep. win. Yep. How do you prepare somebody who has been giving that opportunity to lead and then finds themselves in a, in a time of struggle. How do you get people out of those valleys that happen in the, in the game? Well, uh, you mentioned it and that's something that, uh, you know, we try to hammer to the guys uh, at all times. It's a game of failure. The best players, the guys that go to the hall of fame, the guys that make all the money fail seven out of 10 times. This is very different than basketball. In basketball, if you shoot from the free throw line 30%, you're horrible. Shout you're out to Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, you're horrible if you shoot 30% from the free throw line. But in baseball, <laughs> 3 for 10, 30%, it's 300. Yes. And, and, and you're, you're elite in, in the league. So it's a game of failure. But... Uh, what we hammer on these guys is every day, 
you have an opportunity to start all over. Every at bat is different, so uh, you you can't do uh, dwell so much in the past. It's not like football, and you play football, you know how it is. Hey, you play on Sunday, you had a bad game. Holy cow, you got a whole week of people either hammering you or people just, you, you know, clamoring you or, you know, or having a good time. But those who had a bad week have a, a tougher job of uh, keeping themselves up for six days. Not in baseball. We don't have time for that. You had a bad game today? Hey, man, keep your head up, step up and become a hero tomorrow. So it's not easy to do, but we start uh, with the guys at a very young, very young age. And, you know, they have to, uh, to, to make the adjustment. And, and that's, what's, that's what's so tough about baseball, Jose. It's like we always say that in the minor leagues, baseball is from the shoulder down, which means you can survive if you have the skills and the tools. Once you get up here, the major leagues is from the shoulder up. <laughs> I mean, you, you have to use your brain. You have to... Uh, uh, to have the discipline to prepare yourself to you know to to do the the the, the homework to uh you know to watch videos to all that kind of stuff because you need to have a lot of uh, ability natural ability to not paying attention to any of that to be disorganized uh, to have no discipline and still be able to be a good player in this league and if you are it's not going to be for a long time so that that's that's a big difference. So the guys that survive up here, uh, it's not so much about tools or size, but you need to have a, a good set of furniture above your shoulders. <laughs> that that's interesting that you mentioned that, and you're you're absolutely right because in football, if you if you have a bad game, you hear it the whole entire week. Yeah. Then then yeah. the media will just hound you, and they'll ask for your job, and they'll you know they'll want you fired, you know, immediately after the game. Where where in baseball, you see that it's it's a longer period of time where you know people get given that opportunity. So, and speaking of opportunities, Manny, you you've been a, a manager and a coach. Uh, you not only were a manager for the Nationals and the Indians, uh, but you were also a coach for the Expos, the Mets, and now the Mariners. Um, tell me about your time with the Expos because I feel like Canada is thirsty for baseball. Is there a is there a possibility <laughs> that one day you wish baseball would return to Canada? Uh, I'm hoping uh, so bad that the uh, the Expos come back. Uh, you know, uh, Montreal is probably uh, one of my favorite cities in, in, in the whole world. I had a great time. It was my first opportunity. I felt uh, so safe over there and, um, you know, just loved it. I, I had a great opportunity going over there when MLB took over the Expos and uh, on Frank Robinson, which... I mean, what else could you ask? <laughs> I was asked to join a major league staff uh, from the minor leagues. Uh, and uh, at an early age, I, I believe I was 32 years old. And uh, I had just spent 10 years in the minor leagues as a manager and a coach. And they asked me to to join that staff. And uh, Montreal was was awesome. Uh, it, was, it was too bad that at the end of it, because of fans knew that it was imminent, that the Expos 
we're no longer going to be there. They, they, they turn a little bit sour on it and all that kind of stuff, but yeah. we enjoyed the city. We enjoyed the fans and, uh, it was awesome. And, and being under Frank Robinson and spending a couple of years right next to, you know, Hall of Fame player like, you know, Vladimir Guerrero and, and, and being able to enjoy guys like Orlando Cabrera and Jose Vidro, um, you know, to, to mention a few of them, it was, it was great. It, it was great. I had a great time and uh, I will never forget that. You also coach and are a manager. You're a manager down in the Dominican Republic, correct? Yeah. Uh, uh, winter ball. I'm, I'm, I'm still doing winter ball. I, uh, before I had the opportunity to manage at the big league level, I, I managed winter ball for a few years. I managed uh, a year and a half in Venezuela, which uh, I will ever be forever be grateful. They gave me my first opportunity in Caracas. Then I went back home and, and managed uh, uh, three more years. I managed the team in San Pedro, my hometown, Estrellas, and then I managed for two years uh, Lise in the capital. And uh, then after that, I, I, when I took that job in, in New York, I stopped working because of uh, my family. I needed to spend time with my family. And, and then the opportunity came uh, to, to manage uh, the, the Nationals. I uh, enjoy Winter Bowl and I like it and I'm still doing it now. I'm ex uh, experimenting with the other side of the game. I've been a, a GM for the last seven years in Winter Bowl now. And, you know, just trying to prepare myself and doing something different. I, I manage enough. Uh, down there in the minor leagues in the big leagues. So now I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the other side of the game for the last seven years, you know, um, uh, negotiating contracts, talking to agents, talking to players, building franchises, uh, putting things together, that kind of, I wanted to do that. I wanted to be on the other side. And, and also because someday I might not be able to be on the field and, and perhaps I, I could be an assistant GM, special assistant, something like that, and have some knowledge of, uh, of how that works. That's, that's excellent. And it really talks about your preparation and your, 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 you know, your ability to see for beyond what's the now and looking into the future. So uh, I'm going to wrap up soon, but I, I do have a couple of questions for you. Um, when I was doing some research on you, it says that you come from a Lebanese family. Is that correct? <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. That's, that's where the last name comes from. You know, it's, uh, uh my great grandparents, they came from the, uh, the Lebanon to the Dominican Republic back when, when the, the island was run by, uh, the dictator Trujillo way back, uh, back when, and, uh, they settled in, in San Pedro de Macorís and that's, that's how a lot of people you know, seeing my features and uh, and seeing my last name, mm -hmm. have a hard time thinking that I'm that I'm Dominican because <laughs> a lot of people commit the mistake of stereotyping and thinking that every Dominican looks like Pedro Martinez or David Ortiz and yeah. no, no, <laughs> we, we we all don't look alike, just like here. So uh, yes, uh, it, it's on the on my parent on my father's side. Uh, they they came from the Lebanon a long time ago. It's it's all one family. Whoever has that last name, he's related to us somehow, some way. And uh, you know, um, very very thankful for it. Do you speak Arabic? 
Not at all. <laughs> okay. Um, not at all. Not even my dad. Not even his grandparents. That was my great, my great grandparent, uh, granddad. So no, it, it didn't. It didn't pass through uh, through our through our bloodlines, and we didn't follow through. We just uh, um, mixed in and became just another Dominican family. That that's awesome. And then last thing, you do a lot of charity work uh, through Acta Kids, correct? Impacta. Impacta. Impacta, impacta which, it, which yes, it translates to Spanish to impact. Yes, Impacta Kids Foundation. And that's, uh, uh, you're right, the name came from uh, Impacting Kids Life uh, Through Sports and Education. We started that back in 2007 when, when I became the manager of the Washington Nationals. And, and it was basically to help out the kids all over the world, but mainly in, in the community where I grew up uh, through uh, sports and education. We, uh, over the years, uh, we have uh, built a baseball complex with uh, five baseball fields and, uh, and an educational center that, that really helps our community and helps our country. Um, I was, you know, fortunate to, to have those those two major league jobs and, and put myself on a decent, you know, spot uh, economic-wise. And I was able to get some help from the teams, too, that I, that I worked for and, and, and in part uh, the government back home. And it's, it's wonderful. It's, uh, it's my baby. When I see 400, 500 kids running around playing in, in five baseball fields during the weekends and, and, and half of them every day working out there, it just makes me happy. I, I just basically told um, our community back home that I, I won't, I can, uh, I can just help everybody by handing out a hundred dollar bill. Mm -hmm. First of all, because I don't have it. I can't do it. I don't have it. And second of all, because if I give you a hundred dollars and you spend it, that's it. You know, I promised that I was going to build something on the community that was going to last for a zillion years, you know, way, way past when, when, I, when I'm gone. And, and it's been wonderful. Uh, people really love it. And it's, it's public. A lot of little league uh, programs operate out of there and, uh, and let me pitch it while I'm here. Yeah, no, absolutely. In, impact that kids that org, you know, you can go on the website and donate and I'll help us out right now. We have the complex and, uh, it's up and running and, and, and we need help just to, you know, to do some maintenance and we do need help to get equipment and we, we need help to, to get sometimes update the laptops and all that for the educational center. But it is, uh, it is awesome. I love it. And, you know, my mom and dad always push me to, to do that because, um, you know, they, they always feel that sharing the wealth is great. And that's exactly why I am in the position where I am today. I, I'm a benefactor of a lot of social programs. I'm a benefactor of a lot of a lot of private programs that allow people to explore sports, explore music, explore other pieces. So I'm grateful that you're doing that because realistically what you're doing is you're setting up the next Jose Moreno. Manny, thank you for your time. I appreciate you. Stay safe in Florida. Um, what's, what's next for you guys? What, what, where, where do you go from here? Well, Jose, um, uh, right now we just uh, keep in touch with the people above us and they, they have been great with the communication and now we're putting together 
some line of communication with our player just to check on them and make sure they're they're staying healthy and they're doing what they're supposed to do and that we haven't forgotten about them and and just continue to to wait and see and 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 send the right message so people do the right thing and, and this virus goes away and we can go back to work but you know the main thing is is beating this this virus and the people to take it serious and and do the right thing you know that's that's as simple as it sounds just do the right thing you're absolutely correct well again thank you so much manny i will talk to you soon all right jose